Traffic, Naidu, East Coast Radio. Many of us are quick to dodge the car guard, but what if we were to spend the day walking in his or her shoes? Many of us also spend more on our car than we do on our house, yet we're so reluctant to pay the person watching it. I had a chat with a car guard on the South Coast, Mark Morton. Mark, so you are in the South Coast, you were living in Johannesburg and you've been living now on the South Coast for nine years. You moved here and you were looking for a job and you couldn't find a job and the only way to make ends meet and put food on the table to provide for your family, you've got two kids, 15 and 10 years old, is becoming a car guard. That's correct. It must be an interesting job. It is. I like people and uh, interacting with people all the time is a a very nice experience because, you know, you get a whole array of different kinds of people Mm. and, you know, the whole uh, aspect of uh, being in the service industry and at the end of the day, you know, it's a good thing. Mark, it's amazing you said that. I never would have thought of a car guard actually being a part of the service industry. And you are correct, 100% correct. You are in the service industry. It must also be quite an intense job. Do you ever get bored sometimes because, you know, you're outside a lot in, in the car park area? Like, how do you pass time? You know, I think there's a lot to do. Primarily, being attentive uh, is the most important thing because, you know, with our crime rate, and especially now with COVID-19, our crime rate has increased, I'm sure, countrywide, and I hear it's also increased worldwide. There, there are a lot more people that are not employed that want to click back, and so they go to out-of-car theft or whatever is around. And so, uh, you know, a car guard that works in a shopping center or works in a strip mall, wherever he works, he's not only there looking after cars, but he's looking to see if there's any loitering happening, people coming around. Uh, so there's more than just that. So, any board is not something that actually happens. Um, you're constantly doing things. And then, Mark, do you work in a shopping centre? Does the shopping centre employ you? No car guards are actually employed by the shopping centres. Mm. I don't work at a shopping centre. I did start at a shopping centre, but I now work at a, uh, a small parking uh, in front of a restaurant mm. on the south coast. Most car guards aren't employed. They actually pay a rent fee wow. for the ramp that they work on, for instance. If they have work on uh, a rent that has 15 or 20 cars, they pay a fee to the person that has got the contract that runs that particular site. Um, the fee would be anything between, I think, 25 rand to 30, 40 rand a day, depends again where they're working. I know at the Shilly Centre, they're paying about 35 rand a day to work there. Yeah, I had no idea. I always assumed that the shopping centre or the establishment where you are working and guarding the cars and looking after the cars, you know, they pay you. And I think that's where people are so hesitant to actually pay the car guards and there's this perception and, you know, people try and do that stealthy yeah. thing where they get in the car and they try and drive off and, like, avoid eye contact with the car guard and not pay the car guard tip. Because sometimes it makes them feel better because they think, oh, why am I doing this? Because I'm already paying for parking at a shopping center or somewhere, or I'm parking close by so I can see my car, or they can't break into my car, or, you know, that sort of thing. But actually, you have to pay to provide a service, and the only way you're making money is if someone actually gives you a tip. Correct. On a bad day, how much are you making? On a bad day, about 200 grand. And on a good day? A good day, about 350. And like, what? That's a full day. I never know how much to tip a car guard. I mean, what do you think is the is an acceptable amount of money to give a car guard? On average, people tip between 5 rand and 10 rand. Because if they go to covered parking or paid parking, I think the standard rate for an hour is about 10 rand. Uh, as soon as you start increasing beyond the hour, then it exponentially gets a lot more, like 20 rand, 25 rand, and 30 rand. And therefore, paid parking. So on average, people pay between 5 and 10 rand. That's the going rate. 
And what do you say yeah, to those yeah. people who don't want to pay? I mean, I, I'm sometimes guilty of not paying. I mean, and sometimes I do try and do a five rand or a 10 rand yen there, but most times it's a two rand. I once actually had someone throw a two rand back at me. What do you say to those kinds of people? But what I personally do is, you know, when people are leaving and they say they don't have any money on that, I say, let's find out to take smiles as well. Mm. Uh, you know, not, not everybody carries cash these days as well. because That's uh, also another challenge uh, for you. There are apps that are available that people can take the cell phone number of yours, uh, of the car mm. and it will put an e-wallet, either NetBank or First National Bank or one of the banks, or, or, or a number of banks actually allow this facility where you transfer a small amount of money, and this has ha- happened to me, where people have, didn't have any money on them. We don't have a credit card facility for this, and they will then transfer 20 rand or 50 rand to your account. Depends again what they want to send you, and uh, they send it via your cell number, and you go through to the ATM. It is a code that you punch in at a standard bank or at a First National Bank ATM, and the money gets given to you. I get that. I actually didn't think that people do that, but I mean, that's a, it's a good way. Okay, so you yes. moved here from this, from Johannesburg and you've been living in the South Coast for almost nine years. You moved here with your family. Mark, when you Correct. moved here, what was the original plan? I was shot in a hijacking in Johannesburg and I was leaving for England. When my folks retired, they moved down to the South Coast. I came down to recover and my mom said she'd actually invest in the children. She'd, I've got two girls. Uh, one is now 15 and the other one is 10. They were still very small at that time. And so we decided to move down here and make a go of it. And I was very fortunate enough to become a car guard. In the last nine years, I've worked at the same site now. And it's, put it this way, I, for me, it's become my profession now. Mm. Because car guards, are, they bring a lot of value to either the, the shopping center or to the site that they work at. Why um, didn't you move to England? First of all, my mom would have missed the kids okay. a lot more. My, my wife's family also, oh yeah, I don't have any other family except my mom and my stepdad. So for me, it would have been a lot easier. But my, my wife's family, they live in Johannesburg and she would have missed them a lot more. So we decided to make it for the interim. But we are in the process of now looking at doing that at a later stage because of just the, the, the facilities that the girls can actually get in on. Earlier, you mentioned how you have to pay amount to be able to be a car guard. But you also had a similar situation because, Mark, you were not a car guard always. You were a photographer and you were working in that space. And then with yes. that came its own regulations and legislation and you had to pay for fees and licenses and stuff. Tell us about that story. I was an amateur photographer, but my profession is was in the photographic industry, fixing photographic equipment. I worked for Nikon for a while, I worked for Canon, and then I ran my own service company for a number of years. And due to the industry changing, I couldn't get a license to get the hardware and software to maintain the digital format cameras. And uh, so it was very difficult for me to fix the equipment when I didn't have the software to update your electronics. So I moved from that and I went into the lick industry for a number of years until we moved from Johannesburg down to the South Coast. And you had to evolve and move with the times and put bread on the table. Oh, yes. Are you the sole breadwinner in your family? I am. Yes, I am. Mark, I'm going to read out a couple of statements and then I want you to respond to them. Sure. Okay. Many people moan about the fact that a car guard without a driver's license is directing people into parking spaces. What do you say to that? You really don't need a, a, license, a driver's license to be able to assist someone from reversing mm. into a parking spot or showing them where a parking spot is. A lot of people, and, and this has happened to me personally, a woman has reversed into another car uh, when I 
told her to stop. She hadn't stopped in time. Mm. And these things happen all the time, even when leaving. And this is not parallel parking. It's straightforward parking. You'll find that they will turn before they've exited the parking bay and then scrape the other car's bumper. And these things happen all the time, whether the car was there or not, to assist. So 90% of the time, they actually add a lot more value to assisting people. And I have had it when people come around and park and ask me, please, can I help them reverse out of the, because they're not always very confident in reversing Mm. out of the parking bay area. That that woman in question, did she drive off? Did you try and assist and help her stop so that she could uh, make a note to the other car that uh, she scratched or what? Yes, yes, no, we we assisted her. We called the customer. Oh, great. He came out. It was a small little thing. They weren't really worried about it. The lady then apologized. They changed details between the two of them. And they took it further. Okay. Another statement. Many people also say and they moan about the fact that, oh, I pay for parking already at the mall. Why must I also tip the, the car guard? Usually you won't find car guards at a prepaid parking bay area or prepaid parking. They usually stand at uh, parking areas where there is no paid facility. If they say, for instance, they've left and they say they've tipped inside or Whatever the case is, that's still okay. We just say thank you very much, have a nice day. And But use the people that park at open parking where there are car guards. There aren't what they call prepaid parking. It's a parking area where a car guard can stand and watch your car. Mm. Another statement, Mark. Many people also say that uh, car guards often come running out of nowhere. You haven't seen them, and then all of a sudden when you're leaving, uh, they're there. <laughs> yes, no, I agree with you. That does happen. You see, what, what happens is, especially in shopping centers, and I've, I've actually stood and watched how they operate. If they're busy with someone else, a lot of people might not notice that, that they're pushing a trolley for an elderly lady or packing her car with her groceries into the car and assisting her or returning the trolley back to a safe spot so that the wind doesn't blow the trolley around the car park area and then land up scratching or banging into other cars. So he's always doing something. If people say that, they should just stand around a little bit longer and look and they will see the car was busy. Look, it does happen. They stand around talking to other people. Mm. They're not being attentive. We know we're all human beings. We're not perfect. Exactly. What do you say to people who say, oh, you know, car guards are a menace. We don't need car guards. I mean, unfortunately, there are people out there who believe that. Oh, yes. Um, you know, they just have to understand, uh, or not really have to understand, but if you remove the car guards, and now we've been around for about, I think it's 25 years, uh, the car guards, um, the petty crime and car theft out of shopping centers would exponentially increase. We already have had an increase since COVID-19 of about 15% of petty crime here on the South Coast. That means if you leave anything that's value in your car, it's going to, the window's going to get broken, the item's going to get stolen, because, you know, one thing about COVID-19 has brought a lot of people uh, that were, say, semi-employed at that time now are not employed, and it's a a tragedy that uh, has occurred worldwide. Um, If you just look at the news, what they talk about, how much crime has increased in countries where crime was not a very uh, high priority for the police to look at, has now uh, increased 20%, 25%. Beyond the South Coast, we have had about a 15%, sorry, a 50% increase on uh, petty crime. Mark, you sound so passionate about your job. I mean... Often there are days when I am not passionate about work and I think many people out there are not passionate about their jobs. But to me, it sounds like you you love your job and you're passionate about this. How did you get to that point? 
You know, Victor, I come from a working class family. I was always brought up that uh, any job is a good job. Mm. Um, you know, no, no job is beneath me to be done. So when I came to the South Coast and I heard that, you know, they were looking for people, especially in season over the December month, to work as a car guard, I jumped to the opportunity because I couldn't get a position. I looked around, I sent my CV out. I have been employed since 1992 uh, for myself. So it was very difficult to... Uh, gain employment and because of the season upon us I decided to become a car guard. I thought you know, I'll do this for the for the December period going into January come January February I'll find uh, other employment and I didn't do that I worked part-time as a car guard and carried on doing that until I decided you know what this is my profession now and I'm gonna make the best of it but the one thing that I can tell people is you know if people work on a, a commission basis and your aim is to sell product or to sell a service, you obviously are going to be passionate about it because this is your bread and butter. If you look at estate agents, you look at people working on commission, those are the people that are passionate. They get to know the product. They get to know the clientele. They get to be able to give that kind of service. And at the end of the day, that's what drives people is passion and getting to know the customer. And that was any kind of big retail, be it in service position that people work at. Not to say that people aren't passionate, they get a basic salary. Mark, let's also put out some feelers for you. And we've chatted, you've told us about your, you know, your past, uh, your other qualifications. Uh, and, you know, you've mentioned how passionate yeah. you are about being a car guard. And you've given us some great insights into your day-to-day life. But let's put out some feelers for you. Maybe you get another job offer. Would you be open to doing something else other than being a car guard? I've looked at opportunities, and if there is something that catches my fancy, I definitely will look at that opportunity. What would you be um, suited to? Well, you know what? I would think anything that would uh, facilitate dealing with customers, uh, be in sales or be in service. Service um, industry. That kind of opportunity. Mm. All right, Mark, thank you for giving us your time so much. Do you mind, do you mind if I just say something before you uh, uh, um, switch it off, if you don't mind? Say it. All right. You know, one thing about what's happened with this COVID-19 over the last six months, we've come to the understanding that everybody's living on the brink of a major disaster. And car guard kind of work, when I've now made it in my profession, I work and I'm very passionate about it. And the issue is that one could have an office job or uh, working, you know, if you look at now the kind of retrenchments that what's happening through the banks and other places. I just want to say it's not it's not a discriminating position. It's, it's a fantastic... If you can help people and look after... The second most expensive thing that they buy is their car. And some people buy more expensive cars than, than houses. That is a, a fantastic thing that if you can help those people and make sure that their, product, their property is safe. Thank so, you, you know... That's a great point. Do, that's a great point. If we're all at the point where we... You know, there are more people in this position. That is an opportunity for them for interim or as a permanent thing. And I do it as a permanent thing now. And I've been doing it for nine years. And I just think that if you've been the kind of passion at any job, uh, the job then pays off. Fake Night Day, weekdays, 1 to 4 p.m. East Coast Radio.